0: Praise God. Well, I trust that this time of worship has been also a time of surrendering, because that's certainly what we've been uh, singing about. Amen. As I said this morning, our theme is Hand It Over. The title of our message this morning is Hand It Over. And uh, we usually have some form of dedication at the beginning of the year where we surrender the year to the Lord, and uh, this is it. Most of our members are back, although many are still not here today. But um, uh, we, this is what we're doing today. We're dedicating The seer to the Lord. Our text comes from Psalm 37, verse 5. Psalm 37, verse 5. It says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Amen? Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Sometimes He brings it to pass quickly. Sometimes it takes a while before He brings it to pass. But He says, Commit your way to the Lord. And we are invited to commit our way to the Lord, to hand over our way to the Lord. The, that word way is the Hebrew word, "the didik, which means road, journey, direction, manner or habit, course of life, and moral character. So in this verse, we are invited to commit our course of life, our, our manner of life, our habits, our direction, the direction of our lives, what we do. We are invited to com- to commit it to hand it over to the Lord. Last week we spoke about the four practices to have a winning attitude. Remember, and those practices were practice the praise principle, practice the right praying, practice right thinking, practice right living. If you maybe you missed that message, go to our website awakenlife.co.za and you can listen to it and and catch up. Now those practices, those are our ways. Last year, last Sunday we said let's let's choose. To do those things because our feelings they follow our actions, amen. We start doing something, and the feelings follow. And an, an attitude these practices will undergird a winning attitude. We want to win this year, we want to get on top of stuff, we want to do things, and so we need to have a winning attitude. And those practices will undergird, but you see. Those practices become our ways. And so what we're saying Lord, uh, commit your ways, commit your practices to the Lord. And say, Lord, I will practice the praise principle. I will practice right praying. I will practice right thinking. I will practice right living because as you commit your practices, your ways to the Lord, the Lord can establish it. I believe the Lord is calling us this year to intentionally be the church. I want you to think of yourself as church. We'll, get, we'll talk more about this in the following weeks, but... You know, so often we say, yeah, I belong to such and such a church and I go to such and such a church, and that's all good. You should belong to a church, you should go to church. That's powerful, that is biblical, we're instructed. But above all, the reason for belonging to a church and going to church and gathering together and, and, and encouraging one another and hearing the word and praying and so on is so that we can be the church. Because a church is not a building. The church is people. Amen? And so let's trust that this year, the Lord will enable us to be His church. So that that wherever you are, at home, at work, at school, at gym, at sport, you can be the church. You can be a carrier of the presence of Jesus wherever you go. The same sense of joy and anointing and blessing we feel here as we worship the Lord. The Lord wants us to carry this with us wherever we go and share it with others. Amen. So we are going to spend some time in the coming weeks studying what the word of God has to say about this. I believe the Lord has a, a word for this church and it is in line with his word for the church, the global church, more than ever today, folks. The world needs Jesus. I mean, just turn on the news, bam, and you can see this world needs Jesus. South Africa needs Jesus. Amen. Right? Pretoria needs Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Now, you and I, as believers, we are the body of Jesus. We are the church. Of Jesus, and Jesus works through his church. In other words, he works through you and me. <laughs> you know, often we say, when Jesus works through his church, and you think of somebody else. You think of some TV preacher, you, you think of some anointed believer, you know, and you don't think of yourself as the church. Fact is, when I say God wants to work through the church, I mean you and me. Us. We are the church. Hallelujah. So when you go to school, you're the church in school. You go to gym, you're the church in gym. You go and do shopping, the church is doing shopping. Hallelujah. And you can carry the presence of God with you and touch somebody's life over there. You see, we say this world needs Jesus, but believe me, this world is not rushing to beat a pastor church. They don't want to come to church. So the church has to go to them. So we come together and we get encouraged, we get fired up, and then we go into the world, into the, into the places where we do life. And we carry Jesus, the presence of Jesus, to the world through what we do, through what we say, through our testimony. Amen. God is calling us more than ever at this time to be His church. So we're going to talk about these things, and I encourage you, and I urge you to attend services diligently. Amen. This is like we've heard before today. This is our way of life. You know, Sunday morning, we're in church. That's our number one thing. Anything else follows that. And people are funny, hey, want to go out on Sunday morning? Want to go for a party? Want to go for a game? Want to go? Says, yes, I'll go after church. Hello? That's the way of the believer. That's the way of the Father of Christ. In extreme circumstances, you'll stay away. Maybe you're on holiday or maybe you're ill. Maybe there's a special occasion sometimes, yeah. But your, your lifestyle is church on Sunday. with your church family. Not hopping around with your church family. Amen? And over the next two weeks, you will hear messages from uh, international teachers expanding on the topics of, of right living. Some of these things are the back here. We're going to expand a little bit on them. And I said, over the next week, you're going to have internationally famous speakers. They're coming right here. Well, actually, not here, there, okay? They're going to be talking to you from, from there. <laughs> and we're going to be encouraged, right living, how to principles of right living, and how to align ourselves to God's will. And then in February, we're going to start an exciting series called Back to Basics. And in that series, it, it is vital that as a local church, we be united in vision, values, and practices so we can work and walk together as one. Some of you older guys might recognize that pattern over there, right? And in this series, we'll be reminded of some basic but imperative principles and practices that enable us to be a united church and do the work that Jesus wants us to do this year. So don't miss it. You'll be instructed, you'll be equipped, you'll be encouraged, and you will be blessed, amen? So that's back to basics in February. Now, let's go back to Psalm 37.5. Commit your way to the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. Now, that word commit, commit, that word commit, all right? No, yeah, there you go, commit. Um, Roll over, it means roll over. Roll over, hand it over. In the the Hebrew, that word commit literally means just (whistles) roll it over to the Lord. In other words, when you roll something over, it's not weighing on you anymore. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to roll over our ways unto the Lord. Because he wants to help us and lead us and guide us. So the Lord is saying, hand over your way to the Lord. Trust in him. Do you trust the Lord? You don't hand something over that is valuable, you don't hand it over to anybody. You don't take your car keys and just hand it over to anybody. You don't take your house keys and just hand it over to anybody. You don't take your expensive jewelry and just hand it over to anybody. You hand it over to people that you trust, that you know they'll take good care of it. Amen? Do you trust the Lord? Because He says, He invites us to hand our way Our practices, our lives, the way we do things, our goals, our futures. Everything we plan to do, it says, hand it over to me. Hand over your way, your life, your goals, your dreams to the Lord. Then trust him, listen to him, obey his word and he shall bring it to pass. Listen to these translations. The message says, open up before God, keep nothing back. He'll do whatever needs to be done. Open up before God. And it's amazing how sometimes as Christians, we we give God some things and then we hold back on others. Now, I told you that when I was 17, I committed my life to Jesus. Not that I wasn't a Christian before, but I wasn't a committed Christian. You see, I I, kind of invited Jesus into my home. I said, Lord Jesus, come in and please make yourself at home in the sitting room. And you're welcome to go to the kitchen as well. But you see that room over there with the closed door, Lord Jesus? Please don't go in there. That's my room. I got some stuff there which is mine, you know. I'd rather you not go there. And then I realized how stupid it is. Because although I'm inviting Jesus to my home and I'm not allowing him to go into that room, do you think he doesn't know what is in that room? Huh? (laughs) He knows what's in there, man. But it's not going to violate my will. He's going to hang around in the sitting room until I trust him enough. And I trust his love enough to know and allow him to go into that room and sort me out in that room as well. So open up before God, man. Don't hold anything back. Open up. And he'll do whatever needs to be done. Sometimes it's not comfortable, but it needs to be done. And that's exactly the problem why we hold back sometimes on God. Because we want to stay in the comfortable area, in the sitting room, having tea with the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't want to go into that room because in that room there's some stuff to be sorted out. There may be some changes I've got to make. There may be some decisions I've got to, you know, talk about. And maybe there's some surgery he has to do in me. It's uncomfortable. It could be painful. So I don't want him there. But if I trust him. Hey, that's the thing you say. If I trust him. It's not like when you go to a doctor and he says, man, you've got, you've got something bad here. I've got to take it out. If you trust a doctor, you say, go ahead, sir. And you pay him to inflict pain upon you. To cut your flesh To draw blood from you. To leave you as a scar. You pay him and you say, thank you doctor. Why do you do that? Because you trust him and you know that if he does not do that to you, it could get worse. It could kill you. But you trust the doctor to inflict a little bit of temporary pain in you, on you. So that you can enjoy life. Hmm, open up before God. I like what the Passion Translation says. It says, give God the right to direct your life. Give God the right to direct your life. In other words, you open up your life before God and you allow God to tell you what to do. You commit your ways to Him, your plans, your desires, and you say, God, now what? And as He instructs you, as he talks to you through his word, as he leads you by the Holy Spirit, you say, yes, sir. Even when you've got a bit of reservations, you trust him rather than your instincts, rather than your flesh, rather than your comfort. Give God the right to direct your life. And as you trust him along the way, <laughs> you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. Huh? Huh? Whereas if you hold on to your ways, you might make a blunder halfway there. Hello. Thank you, Jesus. You'll see the mercy, the favor, the blessing of God causing things to happen, not only in your life, but through your life. There's such a joy in that, man. When you see God doing things through you. It's great when he does things in you and for you. That's wonderful. But man, there's something special when he does something through you when he uses you to bring a blessing to somebody else, to bring change to somebody else. Now, note that you take the initial action. God is waiting for you. He loves you. He has saved you. Amen. But will you trust him now with all your ways? He is waiting for you. You will not force his way upon you. Now, you take action to hand over every area of your life to him. Now, you've heard it last Sunday, and again today, that so many people, they, think, they seem to think that the new year is going to bring them something new. Man, I can't get to it when it comes end of the year. Man, I'm so tired of us here. We heard it now in December. Man, I've had enough for 2019. I've got to get rid of 2019. I need 20, 2020. Well, I'm looking forward. What is 2020 going to bring to me? As if 2020 is some magic thing that's going to come upon you and give you stuff which you didn't have before. Even though you're doing the same things that you did in 2019, you want a different result in 2020. Hello? (laughs) No. Instead of, we we need to do something. So, instead of waiting for what 2020 brings, what if 2020 is waiting for what you bring? Huh? I I received this post from a, a cousin in Brazil and I want to share. Uh, a part of it with you. Check this out. What if instead of 2020, 2020 is waiting for you. Instead of of saying 2020 will be better, rather say I will be better in 2020. Instead of may 2020 be a great year, say I will be a great person in 2020. Come on. Instead of what does 2020 have in store for me? Rather say, what do I have in store for 2020? Instead of hoping that 2020 will bring me this, this and that. Rather say, what do I intend to take, deliver and give to 2020? Let us take as mantra the excerpt from the poem that says, plant your own garden and decorate your own soul instead of waiting for flowers to be brought to you. Plant some flowers in your garden. Cultivate them. And you got flowers and and bring them to your soul. Instead of sitting over there waiting, waiting. We need somebody going to bring me flowers? Now maybe somebody brings and maybe they don't bring. But if you plant your garden and cultivate your garden, you can get flowers. And you can decorate your heart, decorate your life. And, and, And I believe that's what God is calling us to do, guys. He's telling us, guys, don't sit around waiting for the year he's going to bring to you. This year he's waiting for what you're going to bring to it. So let's take action. Two more verses and then we'll pray. 1 Peter 5, 6, 7. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Are you willing and ready to humble yourself? Then, cast your cares. You know, not everybody is starting this year with a on, on a high note. Some people are starting the year with difficulties, with cares, maybe worries, maybe sickness, maybe financial problems. Some people are starting this year with cares, and so he says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Don't get all cocky with God and cocky with the world, and you know, humble yourselves before God, because He is God, and I am not, nor are you. And so humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. That he may cause his face to shine upon you. That he may be, bring his favor upon you. Casting all your care upon him. Take your cares, your worries. Cast it onto him. Do it through prayer. Remember what you spoke about last week, the praise principle. Learn to worship God and praise him in the middle of the storm. Your circumstances do not define who God is. He's worthy of praise all the time. He is good all the time. And when you've got cares and you're, you're burdened by that, praise God, he's bigger than all that. And cast your cares to the Lord. We do it with trust, we do it with faith. And we watch as he takes care of us. And then Proverbs sixteen three commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Do you have goals and plans for this year? Hey, have you planned some things out? You've got some thoughts, some things you want to achieve? Well, cast, commit your works, commit your thoughts, commit your plans to the Lord. Hand over your works to the Lord, Ask Him for his guidance and wisdom and it shall be established. So church, let's hand this year over to him. Let's humble ourselves and walk in humility. He is God and we are not. Hand over your ways, your life, your studies, your work, your play, your relationships, your cares, your problems, your sickness to him. He will take care of you, amen? Trust him enough to hand over to him, amen? So let's pray. Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to hand over to him? Hand over this year to him? Hand over your ways to him this year? Hello, are you ready Six of you, wonderful. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Amen. So, we're gonna, we're gonna make two prayers now. First of all, you're going to pray for, for the volunteers that work at this church, and then you're gonna pray for everyone, okay? Now, guys, as church, there is much work to be done in 2020, and there's always some work, a lot of work to be done in churches, all right? And uh, this workload in this church is shared with many volunteers. We, we prayed for the kids. Uh, a church team who teach and manage the kids, but there are a lot more volunteers who give up their time and talent for this church to exist, for this church to work. And so I want every volunteer that is here this morning, I know many of them are not here today, but if you're a volunteer and you're here this morning, I want you to stand with me <clears throat> so we can hand over our works and our ways to the Lord this year. So our church work may be established, amen? So if you are a volunteer in any of these departments or teams, please stand up, okay? Worship, preaching, committee, kids' church, youth, technical, intercessors, ushers, kitchen. Stand up. Don't wait for me to come and pick you up, okay? If you've been working in any of these departments, you're a member of any of these departments, okay, okay. Church, just just look around a little bit. And not all of them are here. Just look around, okay? I don't know how many people it takes to to do what we do over here. Amen? Every Sunday, some of these guys are involved in something. Some of them are every Sunday to cause church to happen. And uh, Devo and I, uh, we we thank you. As leaders of church, we thank you. But the Lord (laughs) is happy with you, with your work. And he's the one that equips you. And you're doing it. I know you're not doing it for you and I. You're doing it for him. You're serving God and you're serving people. And may the Lord bless you as you do this. And maybe throughout the year, some of you are sitting now during the course of this year, will join the gang year. You know, there's still places to be filled. And so maybe... As this year goes by, the Lord will speak to you and you'll join some activity in the church. you become a volunteer as well. So what we're also going to do, guys, I'm going to lead you in prayer. I want every volunteer to pray after me, okay? And then I'm going to pray for you and then we're going to pray for the whole church. So let's close our eyes. Volunteers, you say this after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for the opportunity to serve you in this church with my time and talents. I hand over my works to you this year so that my desire to serve you may be established. I praise you for the abilities you have given me so I can serve others on your behalf. Help me to share your love with my service. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing as I pray for you, Father God. We thank you for every volunteer in this house. Thank you for those who are present. We pray your blessing upon those who are not here today, who are absent today, Lord God. And we pray your blessing upon this team of volunteers. We, we, really, we trust you in advance, Lord, for the new volunteers you're going to raise in the course of this year. And thank you, Father, for for their commitment to you, Lord God, for their servant hearts. And I pray, Lord, that you'll give them much joy as they serve you, Lord God. Help them to keep their eyes fixed on you, knowing that they're not doing this for the pastors. They're not doing this for the team leaders. They're doing it for you, Lord God. And you're serving people with your love and your care, using their gifts, talents, and time. So we thank you, Father. You pray your blessing. Let this be a great great tier of works for you, Lord God. Bless the work of each one's hands. Bless their area of activity, Father God. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Remain standing, guys. Don't sit down, volunteers. And I'm going to ask everyone who is ready to commit their way and their works to the Lord in their personal life, at home, at work, at school, to please stand up and join those who are already standing. You say, Pastor, I'm committing my, my life to the Lord. And I've asked the volunteers to remain standing because I know they are handing over to the Lord not only what they do at church, but also what they do with their whole lives. What they do at church is an overflow of what they've got in their own lives. And that's why they remain standing. Amen. Everybody pray this after me. Lord Jesus, at the beginning of this year, I choose to hand over my way to you. I commit this year of my life to you and I trust in you that you will cause your favor to be upon my life as I hand over my way and my works to you. I thank you For your blessing upon my life, my family, my work, my school, my studies, and my relationships. Let my life bring glory to you as I hand over this year to you. I trust you for wisdom in my choices. For courage to stand by biblical convictions and for protection in all I do, help me to share your love with others and to be a carrier of your presence in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for everyone, Lord, that has raised their voice to you this morning, Father. Lord, I pray that your ways, you establish their ways, your will will be done in their lives, my God. Father, I pray for those who have rolled over cares unto you, Lord. Those who are here this morning with cares, maybe it's a sickness, maybe it's a financial situation, relational situation. Father, you know each one's cares, my God. We roll it unto you today and I pray for your blessing, for your touch, for your miracle, for healing, for peace, for divine intervention, for breakthrough, for patience and for a sense of the presence of the Lord in their lives, Father. Let their homes be blessed with a sense of your presence. Let favor be upon their lives, Father. In Jesus' name, that all of us as a people, as a church, may be witnesses, Lord, of your works upon us as we trust you, as we roll over to you uh, all all our cares, as we roll our lives to you, as we commit our work, work to you, our ways to you, our plans to you. Lord, we receive your guidance. Teach us, Lord, through your word. Guide us by your Holy Spirit, Lord, and let us bring bring glory to your name in 2020. In Jesus' name. And all those who agreed said, Amen. Come on, give God a praise this morning. Give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Victory in 2020. Hallelujah. We give you glory, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. So may you have a wonderful year. Not because the year is going to be wonderful to you, but because you are taking appropriate action. Amen. May you have a wonderful, blessed, fruitful year. God bless you. Enjoy your Sunday. Amen.